Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. What's going on, Colts Nation? I'm Lawrence Owen, back with another Believe in Colts. I will not be joined by Rodney or Gerard on this episode, as Rodney is still recovering from the, uh, well, you know, late start Monday night football game. We'll discuss that briefly. Uh, Gerard Powers is his week off. He's got some things that he's doing on his own. So today we get we have a lot of topics to talk about, right? We got to talk about Nick Foles starting. We got to talk about uh, Ursay saying, you know, Ballard's still going to be the GM, still backing that, uh, you know, saying that Jeff Saturday has a legit shot at being the coach next year. Uh, and then, of course, you know, the quarterback dilemma. Uh, what are we going to go with next year? You know, what what is the options? And then, of course, we got to preview the Giants, right? We got to preview us going to uh, face the New York freaking Giants. But before we get started with all that, I just want to let everybody know that Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and the bowl season to esports you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends at bet online bet online features live betting free contests live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable they're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events head to betonline.ag to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts well got some news earlier this week after the game that nick Foles had against the freaking los angeles chargers they're sticking with them against the giants Kind of crazy. I wanted them to drop Nick Foles by halftime. I'm like, put Sam in. You know, at least he can move around. At least he understands pocket awareness, right? Nick Foles makes with his pocket with Nick Foles' pocket awareness and mobility, he makes freaking Matt Ryan look like, I don't know, Daniel freaking Jones. Okay. It's bad. It's bad. And his accuracy was absolutely awful. He was overthrowing everybody. He was overthrowing Jelani Woods and Mo Cox in this game. By miles, it seemed like. Right? There was a pass that he overthrew so badly that they legitimately thought it was to the receiver that was 10 yards past him. And he even overthrew him. And it ended up being intercepted. Okay? That's terrible. Why are we starting Nick Foles? Go. Huh? Why are we starting Nick Foles? It makes zero sense. He obviously, look, I don't care. Accuracy is still accuracy. You know, we we, we talk about, well, he hasn't had time to learn to, to throw with guys. If you have an out, if you have a guy cutting across you and you overthrow them beyond them, that's not, you know, getting their speed and timing down with the receiver. That's just, Terrible damn accuracy, okay? I mean, bad. We should not be going with Nick Foles, period. At least what we saw from Sam Ellinger, there was a little bit of accuracy with his passes, okay? And he he had the same dang going excuse Nick Foles has. 
You know, he didn't start a game, work with the ones before he came in, yet his accuracy was still good. And he had to deal about. Now, I will say that Sam did have problems. Absolutely. You know, his pocket awareness was not good. And he had to move out of the pocket and around the pocket in order to find people. But he still looked 100 times better than Nick Foles. Matt Ryan is still the best quarterback on this team. I'm telling you, Matt Ryan is still the best quarterback on this team. I don't want him here next year, but he's still the best quarterback on this team, even after the the terrible game that he had uh, the week prior. I don't understand the decision to start Nick Foles. Uh, There's no positives to come out of this. The best positive, if, if you want to, any positives out of the rest of this season, Sam Ellinger, you know, it literally is the best positives. Obviously, I get it. I get it. You're not winning with Matt Ryan. You ain't got no shots downfield. Sam Ellinger at least is, is you know, doesn't have a problem throwing downfield, can stretch the field, uh, stretch plays, get the ball downfield when he needs to, okay? I understand Nick Foles got a cannon for an arm, but literally uses that cannon on every stinking throw. It's 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 scary. Um, now, we're going to move on to – to Jim Irsay talking about, hey, you know, Chris Ballard is going to stick around for one more year. He's got at least one more year. I'm perfectly 100% good with that, especially if this is not a complete rebuild season, okay? That's what I'm looking at. Ballard has built a very good roster. And the two major issues that they have right now is quarterback. And the quarterback's been the issue for a while. You know, pretty much since Andrew Luck retired on him. And there really hasn't been a whole lot of options in that situation. I think this year there might be some options to go with. A lot of people will say that Ballard is overpaying some of the guys that he has. Maybe a little bit. Maybe not. Some of these contracts may actually look really darn good in three years. Maybe even in two years. Okay, because it's not like, you know, it, 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 okay, so for instance, Shaquille Leonard, by far the best turnover magnet in the NFL, by far, forcing fumbles, interceptions, all that jazz. Plus, he's a, he's a decent tackler. You know, he's worth that money. If only he can come back from these surgeries that he's had. He had a bad season this year when it comes to injuries and surgeries and stuff. I'm sure he'll bounce back. He'll have a full offseason uh, to bounce back from this. People talk about Quentin Nelson, and, you know, he made a pro bowl, and he wasn't nowhere near. No, he wasn't nowhere near the level he has been in years past, but he was still a good guard. All right, he started off a little bit shaky, but there wasn't a person on that offensive line that started off this season worth a darn, and, you know, that's going to affect how you play. If if there's any position in the NFL that's going to affect the guys next to him, it's that offensive line. As the season wore on, Quentin Nelson started getting better and better and better. Okay? He's worth that money long-term. Worth that money long-term. By far. In two years, guards, he won't be the highest paid guard in the NFL in two years. I'll guarantee it. Not, not with how much money is being brought in over the next two seasons 
uh, with with all this extra, you know, ad money and, and stuff that, that the NFL has contracts with. This is what I'm talking about. Chris Ballard has put together a really good unit. Uh, I, I like the wide receivers that we have. Did We just need a quarterback that can utilize the wide receivers. You know, utilize Paris Campbell if we keep him. I'd love to. But if we could keep Paris Campbell and then the quarterback targets him a little bit more, that'll be less double and triple teams on Michael Pittman Jr. And then maybe we'll start seeing the Michael Pittman Jr. that we saw last year when he was at double and triple teamed all the time. You know, Alec Pierce is a rookie. Yes, he had rookie... Uh, mistakes, you know, learning curves, bumps in the road along the way. Most wide receivers don't have great first seasons. It is what it is. We'll see. We'll see. I, I love our defensive line. Um, the biggest issue really on that defensive line is Yannick Ngakwe. Is he going to stick around this year? If Gus Bradley is still here, I believe y- uh, Yannick will still be here. All right. I think he'll resign. If Gus Bradley's still here. If Gus Bradley is still here, the, the, the number one component for him sticking around for a season is the Colts have to sign an offensive-minded head coach. Okay. And then he'll look at the defense and go, hey, this defense has played really good last year. I don't want to screw that up. I'll keep it there and I'll just put my mind on the offense. That could legitimately happen. That could keep Yannick still here. Now, obviously, we're going to lose a few pieces on defense, right? Most likely, Bobby uh, Okereke probably won't be around. I don't think the Colts will be able to afford him. Uh, There's, you know, up in the air with my co-host, Rodney McLeod. Uh, There's still a, a lot of things going on there. We don't know what is on his mind. Or, you know, what's on the Colts' mind about keeping him around. But in my opinion, uh, he's he's been an absolute spectacular player. Uh, and as far as I can tell, off the field, he's been a phenomenal person. Okay? So I'm all for signing him to an extension or re-signing him, so to speak, if he's willing to stick around. I mean, that there, that, that has a lot. Does he want to stay? My guy, the majority of Colts fans would love to, for you to stick around, including myself, okay? But we would understand if you don't want to because of what happened this past season. Um, But that that's it. Ballard, really the thing on Ballard right now is the quarterback. And, you know, Jim Mercer is without any question is saying you have to get yourself a young, dynamic quarterback this offseason or you're gone. You know, fix the quarterback issue. He's keeping him around because he's built a damn good roster, you know? So that's that's why I think that he's sticking around, and I'm okay with it as long as he gets a quarterback. Speaking of the quarterback, we have that offseason quarterback dilemma. Where do we go with this? Now, obviously, the Colts need to draft a quarterback, but this draft class and quarterbacks isn't eye-popping. There's no one in this draft class that you look at and go, well, that's a a, a multi year pro bowler, long term, ten year guaranteed uh franchise starting quarterback, top fifteen guy, right? Not a single guy there is that. Now, a lot of your quarterbacks, you know, as you come back at me, you know, with well, there are a lot of these guys, uh you know, they, they bring up Patrick Mahomes a lot. Dude, how many times has that happened? 
How many times has a Patrick Mahomes or a Jalen Hurts happened? Okay. Doesn't happen a whole lot. All right. We still, the jury is still out on the, some of the quarterbacks over the past couple of years, but that just doesn't happen a whole lot. 75% of all quarterbacks that are drafted in the first two rounds are not starting in the NFL by their fourth season. 75%. It is a crapshoot when it comes to drafting a quarterback, but you still got to do it. You still got to do it unless you're able to somehow find a a qualifying young uh, prospective quarterback uh, in the offseason that hits free agency where you can trade for. That's a rare commodity to be able to do. Now, I personally don't want to go out and trade for, and I've said this a billion times, I don't want to trade for an older quarterback. Um, Gerard Power says, you know, we could grab a retread on a veteran. You know, when I say a retread, go get Jacoby Brissett. He played really well with the Browns. Probably wouldn't be that expensive. Um, Doesn't turn the football over, makes good decisions. Yes, he has his problems. He's not a perfect quarterback, but he'd be a damn good vet for a young rookie quarterback to come into and learn behind. And I will 100% agree with him on that. But if I'm wanting a guy to come in and not only compete with another quarterback, a young quarterback, but also with a shot at starting, and not just a shot, a real shot, obviously there's Lamar Jackson sitting out there. But I fully 100% doubt that man touches uh, free agency. He's going to get tagged if they can't get something done by contract-wise. But I'm looking at Daniel Jones. Okay, Daniel Jones at the end of his career right now is having the best career of his best year of his entire career, best year of his entire career. We're looking at his quarterback, his 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 uh, passer rating. His passer rating is the highest it's ever been over 90. All right. Over 90. That's pretty darn impressive. All right. His completion percentage has gone up year after year in the NFL. Started out at about 62%. Now it's at about 66.5%. That's solid. That's absolutely solid. Interception percentage has dropped year after year. Starting off 2.6, then 2.2, 1.9. This year it's only a 1.1. Anything under 2 is good, okay? Anything under 2 is uh, very good. He's at 1.1. That's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And let's talk about, you know, his fumbles, okay? Better and better every year. That was the big question his first two years. His rookie year, he he fumbled the ball 19 stinking times, all right? His sophomore season, he cut that in half, 10. Last year, seven. This year, six. Better and better every year. That's what I'm looking to see. Okay, that's what I'm looking to see. And let's talk about running the football. Let's talk. He's having the best year of it. It's not like he's had a great offensive line either. Right. He's on pace to have the most sacks of his entire career. He's already got 44. He needs 46. 45 is the most times he's been sacked in the year. He's got two years to get two sacks. And he's facing the number six. the, The sixth best sacking defense in the NFL in the Indianapolis Colts. This week. All right, so he gets sacked a lot. Well, maybe he's not running a whole lot. My butt, he's run for almost twice as much 
He's had to run almost twice as much this year as he had in years past. Okay. His rookie year, he only had to run 45 times. Sophomore year, 65. Last year, 62. This year, he's ran it 109 times, 617 yards. All right? He's taking off and making things happen, and yet he's still not fumbling it nearly as much, and he's not throwing interceptions. I'm looking at Daniel Jones and going, my goodness, this dude has gotten better year after year after year. Same thing I've always said about you know, Josh Allen with the Bills, I look at his his sophomore season. I said, man, if he can make a jump in his third year, like he did from his rookie to a sophomore, he's going to be solid. And he did. If, if Daniel Jones right now is playing really good football, and if he continues to get better, as we're seeing, he's going to be a darn good quarterback in the NFL. I wouldn't mind going after him, personally. And it's not like he's a 30-year-old quarterback, right? This guy's not all that old. So don't worry about it. I mean, good Lord. He's young. And he is solid. I'd be okay with, with, with Daniel Jones. But either way, no matter who we get, we still need two quarterbacks, right? We still got to go draft a quarterback. Like I said, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Go get yourself a veteran. And then get yourself a rookie. We have a high draft pick this year. You have your choice of picks pretty much in this draft. We could win out the seed. The worst we could have is the 11th pick in the draft right now. The best, I think, is number two. Okay? So, yes, I think the Indianapolis Colts could go out, draft themselves a quarterback, and then and then pick themselves up uh, a veteran. Dude, I'm telling you, if Daniel Jones is grabbed, He'll be starting over the rookie, and the rookie could sit for a while and learn. That's 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 how I see it. Okay, uh, would Daniel Jones want to come to a team that's that's drafting a young quarterback? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know what Ballard's going to do. Does he pick up a uh, a quarterback? Is there a quarterback that he feels is worth picking at say five, where we sit right now? Personally, I don't think there's a quarterback in there that's worth picking at five. But that's just me. We'll see what happens. Now let's move on and actually talk about what we're here to talk about. We're going to face the New York football giants. This is a really good team. Well, I just talked about the progression of Daniel Jones, okay? And he is playing the best football of his career. And it's actually really good football. And they still have a very good roster, right? Um, I think that the problem is it's not the it's not the offense that's the Giants' problems. Okay. I don't see it as the offense is the Giants' problems. The defense has gotten better. But they've got a ton of people on that offense. Saquon Barkley's been absolutely healthy pretty much the entire year and playing really, really good football, right? Um, <laughs> they've got receivers out there. Darius Slayton has been playing lights out. They got Kenny Galladay not playing the uh, at the contract level that they went out and got him at. 
but he's still there, right? Their offensive line, you know, headlined by a, a, a former guy that we used to have here at the Colts, Mark Lewinsky, is not great, but not terrible. This is a situation that, in all honesty, the Colts will probably lose this game, okay? Especially with Nick Foles at the quarterback because they still got Leonard Williams at defensive tackle, okay? They still got Dexter Lawrence at at, uh, at those tackle, okay? Uh, Jalen Smith over there. Um, man, I'm a little worried about this team. Uh, their front is still pretty darn good. Uh, if you could just get the ball out in space, get the ball out quickly, I think we have a shot because I don't think that their secondary is all that, especially with some of the injuries that they've had there. So offensively, I think we're actually better than them. But Nick Foles has absolutely zero. I've talked about it earlier. He has zero pocket awareness and he can't move for jack or squat. And he wants to hold the football forever. This is a better defensive line right now than the Chargers had last week because of the injuries the Chargers had. I would not be surprised if we're looking at eight-plus sacks this game on Nick Foles. And that's going to keep us from winning the game. Defensively, we got studs. Now, we got injuries that we got to deal with. We have injuries we got to deal with, but still, you know, like, you know, um, you know, Kenny Moore still dealing with his injury, you know, so Blackman is still going to be playing the nickel cornerback. But I think that our defense is still really, really good. We're still going to get pressure on Jones. Jones is going to scramble. The good thing about that is the Colts play a lot of zone defense, and that's the best way of handling scrambling quarterbacks. As long as you get, get pressure with your front four, then, you know, all your zone guys uh, can keep their head uh, heads back and be prepared to get after the quarterback when he takes off. That's a good situation for the Indianapolis Colts. Being the sixth best sacking team in the NFL this year is a big, huge surprise to me. Huge surprise to me. And the fact that they're the sixth best, maybe they might be fifth best now. But they're also the seventh least blitzing team in the NFL. Really? That means the front four is getting the job done. Our problem is we haven't been getting turnovers. It is nice to see that our young rookie, Rodney Thomas, is getting some some interceptions. We could see that in this game. But like I said, Jones... He only throws the he only throws an interception 1.1% of the time anymore. He's making good decisions this year. It's going to be tough. The best way to get a turnover is uh, you know, causing fumbles. I don't see the Colts uh going into New York and winning this game. The Giants are fighting for the playoffs um in in a division that is filled with teams, all four teams are playoff contenders. 
they're not looking to to lose this game. This is not a trap game for them. They understand what uh, the, the the kind of defense the Colts have. They watch film. They know. They understand that Nick Foles is an awful quarterback. They win this game. And my prediction for this game is that the Indianapolis Colts lose to the Giants. But the Giants don't score over 20. 17-10 Giants. That's how I see this game. Colts score a touchdown in the fourth quarter in garbage time. That's what I look at. Guys, thanks so much for uh, joining here, listening to me here on Believe in Colts. Uh, as usual, you know, I'm Lawrence Owen. This was Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.